0: Good morning, and a warm welcome to uh, all those who are at the service today here in the building. I'm conscious there's quite a few online today as well, uh, as there's a bit of COVID going around, but uh, it's good to be able to come together, to join together uh, in this way, uh, and those who are at home uh, as well. We're going to begin this time of worship. It's a slightly different service today for those who are visiting. Um, this is our, our family summer family prize giving uh, service and so we've got uh, the children in for the whole service so that means the good news is the service is a bit shorter than it would usually be Uh, and the children uh, will be speaking to me as much as I'm speaking to them let's let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes and let's speak to God as we come to him in prayer Lord God we thank you for this day and we thank you that you've taken us to this place Uh, we thank you that we're in church And we're in a place where we're meeting in Jesus' name. And we thank you that we have the promise that we're, if even if it was just two or three of us who are meeting today, in Jesus' name, we have the promise that you will be with us and you will bless us. And we thank you for that hymn that we were singing that reminds us that you are the God who does bless our souls. We thank you that that speaks to us, that hymn speaks to us about how good you are and how loving you are and how kind you are to us that you want to bless us. You are our our good, gracious, heavenly Father. And we thank you that when we believe in Jesus, uh, we are your children. And we pray pray that that, uh, you would be close to us today as we gather together in the name of Jesus. We thank you for all that Jesus did for us. We thank you that Jesus came into this world from heaven. And he lived a perfect life for us because we could never do that. And he died a death on the cross for us, the death that our sins deserved. And he rose from the dead on the the, the Lord's day, this day, and promises that everyone who, who believes in him will not perish, will not die in our hearts, but will have everlasting life, a blessing that never ends. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you did, that you took the curse of our sin away so that we could know your blessing today and every day. So we pray that you would bless our souls, that you would do us good as we meet together in your name. We pray that you would speak to us through your word, that you would take away from our minds every distraction, everything that would make us think about something else. We pray that you would cleanse from our hearts, wash away uh, all the sin that comes between us and you. And we ask that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit that he would teach us and he would help us to to speak and to listen and to believe everything that we hear from the Bible. Thank you for all the boys and girls uh, who are here today. Thank you that uh, you've been with them throughout this year, even though it's been a a difficult year, even though sometimes it's been scary for us over the last couple of years with with COVID. We thank you that we're here today and uh, we uh, know that you are close to us. We know that in this world, uh, there are things that can be scary and there are things that can be uh, difficult for us. But we thank you that we're told in the Bible that we're not to be anxious about anything, but we're to pray about everything. And so we thank you that you have heard and you are hearing our prayers. And we pray that you'd be with those who are not with us today as well. We think of some who are at home, some who've got COVID, uh, some who have other things and who would want to be here, but who can't be here. And we ask that you would bless them too, that you would be close to them, that you would make them well, uh, that you would encourage them. And we pray for others who, who don't, who may might be healthy and who maybe uh, have no uh, real needs in this world uh, for money and for uh, getting better, but who don't know you and who don't uh, want to come into church. And we pray that you would be working in their hearts. We have friends, we might have family as well who don't know Jesus. And, we don't want to know Jesus and we pray that you would work in their hearts and that you would draw them to yourself. So be with us we pray. Help us in this place all those that we know are struggling. Be with us in our land. We know Lord that we've gone away from you. Uh, we don't read the Bible as we once did uh, as a land and we pray that you would draw us back and be with people in the world who are suffering. We think especially of places like Afghanistan where we see about, we see earthquakes and and uh, we pray that you would help those who are suffering. And uh, that your people especially would know your protection at this time. So hear our prayers and help us in this day. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Boys and girls, it's good to see you today. And I want to talk to you today about somebody you've been hearing about quite a lot in Sunday school over the last wee while. Who have you been hearing about in Sunday school over the last few weeks? Jonah. So, Jonah, what, what do you know about Jonah? Tell me just maybe one or two things about Jonah. Michael? Yeah, he
1: got
0: swallowed by a fish. Got swallowed by a fish. We'll come to that in a bit. Yeah? He went the opposite way. You're giving me my, my sermon. This is just a wee summary of the sermon before I give it, yeah? Like every week. Katie? Disobeyed, yeah. So, Lois one more. He went what? He went. He got to the place that God was calling him to go. In the end, so yeah, that's the kind of that's the big picture of the story of Jonah. The first thing I want to tell you about Jonah is that Jonah rebelled. That's the first point on the on the screen, I think. Uh, Jonah uh, he rebels against God. Jonah was a rebel. Why was he a rebel? What's a rebel? John Roddy? You rebel. What does he mean to rebel? It means to go against, doesn't it? And what did Jonah go against? He went against God's will, didn't he? What did God say to him? He says, I want you to go to a place called Nineveh. And Jonah said, I'm going somewhere else. So we're going to hear the story. Alistair I think has got her first reading so Alistair has got the the reading and that's from Jonah chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 so up you come to the microphone. Uh, Jonah chapter 1 uh, verses 1 to
2: 3 the word of the Lord came to Jonah son of Amittai go to the great city of Nineveh and preach to preach against it because its wickedness has come upon come up before me but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish he went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. after paying the fare he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord
0: thank you very much Alistair and well done on pronouncing the word Amittai so God said to Jonah I have a job for you Jonah and Jonah did believe in God he was one of God's people because he he said that when he was in the boat to the sailors he said I worship the Lord and God said to Jonah the word of the Lord came to Jonah and uh, God said to him "I, I have a job for you I have a place that I want you to go and it's called Nineveh and Jonah says I don't fancy Nineveh I don't like the people there I don't like this job. So he goes and he buys a ticket that takes him in the opposite direction to a place called uh, Tarshish. So God said go. Jonah said no. And he rebelled against God. And you know that's what sin is. To to sin is is to rebel against God. God says this is what I want you to do. This is who I want you to be. And so when we look at Jonah, uh, we see a man who, who rebels against God. But it, it's a bit like looking in the mirror. You know, the Bible, when we open it and we look in it, it's like, it's like looking in the mirror in the morning. And we see ourselves. Have you ever been given a job to do and you just didn't want to do it? you ever been told, to tidy your room? Your mum and your dad say, Yeah? I want you to tidy your room. And you might not see it, but you go away and you sneak off and you think to yourself, no, I'm not doing that. Where's my iPad? Where's the TV? And sometimes God says to us, I, 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 want, you to, I want you to do something. I've got a plan for you. And, and, and we go our own way. So when we look at Jonah, when I look at Jonah, I see me. How does God speak to us? The word of the Lord came to Jonah And how does the word of the Lord come to us? Miriam? In the Bible, yeah. And what does God say to us in the Bible? Well, he he tells us his plan for our lives. And God's plan for our lives is that we will trust him. It's the big thing. He wants you to be his friends. He wants you to be his children. He wants you to trust him. And he wants us to, to obey him. Because he has... The best plan for our lives. But do we always trust God? No. Do we always obey God? No. So sometimes we want to go our own way. uh, Like Jonah did. God says in the Bible, I want you to tell the truth. Sometimes it's easier to tell a lie, isn't it? We think, if I just tell a wee lie, I'll get out of trouble. We say, I'm going to go my own way. Sometimes uh, we we know God has told us that we have to be kind, but we're wild, you know, and we're in a, a row with our brother and our sister, and we're, we're just thinking, "I just want to, I just want to be wild, not kind." So we go our own way. So Jonah he goes his own way, but what happened next? Is everything calm for him? Don't think so. Who's got the second reader? I think it's Jono. You got number two? Yeah. Yeah, out you come, Jonah. So, Jonah, he's got his own way. He's got his ticket. He's heading for that place called Tarshish. He thinks it's all going to be fine. And then what happened, Jonah? Uh,
2: then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break. All the sailors were afraid.
0: Thanks, Jonah. You stay here a wee second. So, so, so Jonah, he's, he's on the sea and uh, the storm whips up and uh, he's, he's, he's in a lot of trouble and all the guys in the boat were in trouble as well so, so what, what happened next do you remember? Uh, this was not part of the script by the way he,
2: wait was it when he told them to throw him off
0: yeah that's what he said the sailor said what are we going to do and, and, and Jonah says trouble because of me I'm running away from God so throw me over and things will be, be okay. Thanks, Sean. So there's Jonah over the side of the boat in the storm. Is that the end of Jonah? The end of the story? So, what happened next? Michael, come and tell us. <laughs> Let's get it short and properly for you, Mr. Prime Minister. Thank you. A wee bit back here so you're... it just there?
2: Reading 3. Jonah 1, seventeen. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights.
0: Thank you very much, Michael. So Jonah, he goes over the side, and God gives a job to a big fish who's much more obedient than Jonah was, and uh, the big fish sees Jonah and Jonah goes straight into the belly of the fish and he's there for three days and three nights. So the thing is, boys and girls, even though Jonah sinned, even though Jonah went against God, even though Jonah was a rebel, God didn't say, I'm done with that guy. God loved him and God wanted Jonah to be safe. And God was uh, kind and he was gentle and he was loving uh, towards him. Jonah was a rebel, but God still loved him and God wanted to take him back. And so this big fish comes and gives Jonah uh, a second chance, we could say. Boys and girls, do you know what this is? Anybody know what this is. Michael? It's a compass. And what does a compass do? John Rory shows you where where north and south and east and west is so if you were going on a journey and you knew your directions you know which direction you were supposed to be in uh, then this is a a vital thing to have because it shows you if you're going the the right way or it shows you if you're going the wrong way now was Jonah going the right way or was he going the wrong way he was going the wrong way wasn't he and so what did Jonah have to do he had to turn around. And that's the second thing. Uh, Jonah. The first thing was Jonah was, what was Jonah? He was a rebel. So what did Jonah have to do? He had to turn around. He had to repent. Sometimes you, you hear the word repent. And it just means to turn around. So imagine you went out, um, somebody just went past the window on a bike. And they were heading in that direction. Imagine that person was wanting to get to, to Brownie's shop when it was Tuesday. And uh, he was desperate to go and get something at the shop. And you saw him going that way uh, out of the church. What would you say to him? You'd say, stop, turn around, you're going the wrong way. And that's what Jonah needed to do. He, he, he was going the wrong way. He was going to Tarshish, uh, not Nineveh. And when he was inside the belly of the big fish... What do you think was happening with Jonah? Was he watching TV? No. Was he um, on his iPad? No. 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 What was he doing? Callum? He was stuck in the fish's tummy, yeah? And what do you think he was doing when he was in there? Um, Alien? He was praying. Well, God was speaking to Jonah. He'd spoken to Jonah when he'd, when he'd got that big fish and he'd got him to swallow him up jonah he's inside the he's inside the fish and he's got nothing to do but think and so he's thinking about the fact that he's going the wrong way and he he realizes what Ailey said there he realized he had to pray and so we're going to listen now to jonah's prayer and that's going to be read it's uh, from Jonah uh chapter two isn't it and uh, it's going to be read by um Ailey, and then Lois. So Ali and Lois, if you come out now please? So Jonah two verses one to four and then five to seven I think it is.
2: From inside the fish Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me From the depths of the grave I call for help. And you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas. And the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your ho- holy sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple.
0: Thank you, really. Well, she did the next part of that.
2: Uh, the engulfing waters threatened me. The deep waters surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountain I sank down. The earth beneath me bared in forever. You brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, girls. So we heard there uh, Jonah's prayer. One of the books I was reading about about Jonah said that... um, when Jonah was inside the, the belly of the big fish, it was a bit like being in a church. It's all quiet, kind of quiet. No distractions. And Jonah, he's, he's thinking about what God is saying to him. And in church, uh, we, we pray. I pray out loud, and uh, I hope we're all praying in our, in our hearts. And so Jonah, uh, he, he prays. And what did he say when he prayed? What did he say to God when he prayed? What's the main thing he said, you think? Michael? He said, please help me. And before he even said, please help me, uh, what did he say? Remember, think about what, what he had done. He was going the wrong direction. He's going away from God. He's rebelling against God. And then he realises God was kind to him. And, and God had spared him from drowning. And so, what did he say? John Rory. I'm sorry. Thank you and sorry. Yeah. So we heard him saying, he kind of says to God, I, I know I'm in this water and I'm in this mess and I'm in this belly of the fish because of the things that I've done. He doesn't make excuses, but he's, he's saying sorry. He confesses his sin and he asks God to save him so he he repents and boys and girls not just those on this side but I want to ask the big boys and girls on that side as well have you repented so that's a really simple question but it's a really important question because all of us sin like Jonah but have we have we actually repented have we said to God I'm sorry for my sin thank you for giving me today Will you please take away my sin? Will, will you please save me? Because that's what it means to repent. And it, just, it just needs to be as simple as that. I mean, we're not in the belly of a big fish. It's not as smelly as that in here today. It's a bit more comfortable than that here today. But we can pray the same prayer that Jonah prayed, and we can close our eyes, even in the church just now. We can close our eyes, and we could say, Dear Lord, I know that I sin like Jonah sinned. Please, will you take my sin away? Please, will you wash my heart? Please, will you save me? And if we pray that, and we really mean it, God promises he'll hear that prayer, he'll wash our sins away, and he'll save us. This is the prayer that we pray when we become Christians. If you've never prayed this prayer, you're not a Christian. You might sit in the chairs every week. But until we pray that kind of prayer, uh, we're not Christians. And so Jonah prayed that prayer. Not for the first time with Jonah. He'd prayed it many times before, I think. But maybe for some of us, it's the first time we're going to pray. We need to repent like Jonah repented. And we're promised that if we do, uh, God will show us mercy. So boys and girls, the first thing about Jonah was he was a... He was a rebel. And the second thing about Jonah is he, what did he do? He, re- he repented. He, t- he changed his direction. Well, he prayed and he said to God, I'm sorry, I'm going the wrong way. And the next thing is Jonah is rescued. God hears his prayer and he rescues him. Have you ever been rescued? A few weeks ago, uh, when the girls were on holiday. There was a lady who was uh, with them for the night and uh, they were having a barbecue down at the shore and she was walking down to the shore and uh, the grass was slippery and she slipped. She's an older lady and she slipped and she fell back and she bumped her head and uh, she was really badly injured. She was really sore and bleeding and so they phoned the ambulance and the ambulance took a look at her and they said, we have to get this lady um, rescued very very quickly she has to get to hospital and so uh, do you know what happened who came to rescue we saw it yesterday up in the sky it was the coast guard helicopter imagine how relieved they all were when they saw the in the dark sky the light starting to flash and then the helicopter coming down and it was looking for a safe place to land and it landed on this big meow this big field and uh, The lady got uh, taken into the the helicopter and taken away. She's well now. She was rescued. She was rescued. And Jonah needed to be rescued. He didn't call out the Coast Guard, did he? He didn't get out his mobile phone in the the middle of the the belly of the the fish because they didn't have them. So who did he call out to? He called out, Jonah. He called out to God. And even before God answered, Jonah, he knew that God would hear him and he knew that God would answer him. And so Jonah actually says, as John Roddy said to me a minute ago, Jonah says, thank you to God for answering the prayer before he even did answer the prayer. But he did answer the prayer. And Jake, I think, is now going to come and uh, read uh, what uh, Jonah said about, about the rescue. Thanks, Jake.
2: But I, but I with uh, reading six Jonah two nine ten. But I with a song of Thanksgiving was sacrificed to you. I avowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord, and the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited j- Jonah onto dry land.
0: Thank you, Jake. Give me that line again, because you've got a good, strong, powerful voice. What, what did Jonah say there?
2: Salvation comes from the Lord. Say it again salvation comes from the lord say it one more time salvation comes from the lord
0: absolutely thank you remember that it's all remember that's a great that's a great verse to remember salvation being saved being rescued it comes from uh, the lord uh, Jonah he, he couldn't save himself because he's inside the belly of the big fish he couldn't call anybody else to come and help him Uh, He couldn't shout for for Ammon and the Coast Guard. He cried out to God, and God heard him, and God saved him. And that's the story of our salvation. It's Jesus, the Lord Jesus, who, who saves us. We can't save ourselves, not through the good things we try and do, not through how many church services we try and go to. We can't save ourselves. And nobody else can save us in our hearts. No one else can take our sin away. There's only one saviour and his name is Jesus. And what did Jesus do to save us? What did Jesus do to save us? Where did Jesus go? Michael. He went to the cross to save us, didn't he? And he died for us to take our sin away. And he promises that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. So again, here's the question. Boys and girls. Men and ladies, have you called on the name of the Lord Jesus? Yes, I hear from this side. Have we called on the name of the Lord Jesus? We repent, we speak to God, we say to to him, I'm sorry for my sins, please take them away. Please, will you save me? And if we do that, we're promised that he will hear us and he will save us. It's called grace. We don't deserve it. We can't buy it. We don't earn it. But God gives it if we ask for it. You've listened very well. One last point. So Jonah, what was he? He was a rebel. He rebelled. And then what happened next? He, he repented. He said sorry to God because of his sin. And he asked for forgiveness. And then the third thing is what happened with Jonah? He was, he was rescued. And then the final thing is Jonah's revival. Jonah's revival. Does anybody won't know what a revival is? It's a kind of word that we don't use very often. Uh, John Roddy, you hand was sort of your finger was up. Uh, Pardon? He, like comes back. he comes back. Jonah comes back to God, yeah. In his heart, he's, he's revived. And he needs to keep on being revived. Um, Sometimes we use the word revival. I'll show you something here. What's this? It's a charger, isn't it? Yeah. What does it come? It's a charger, yeah. For a phone. For one of the oldest phones in the world. Look at it. It's a charger for a phone. And if you've got a phone and it's flat, you can plug it in and it's revived. The power goes through it. And it it can be used again. And sometimes God does that in a place. Uh, sometimes a place can be a bit flat. There's nothing much happening. People are, are not too excited about Jesus. And then God comes and he revives the place. About um, 70 years ago here in Harris, there, there, there were stories about, we were listening to this in the prayer meeting a few weeks ago, uh, there wasn't much happening. There was a, a lady uh, who was speaking and uh, she was saying, hardly anybody was going to the prayer meeting. Everybody was too busy working. And uh, the the two elders who were who were doing the prayer meeting, it was right in Buna. Um, they, they said, oh, we're going to have to stop this. We're going to have to close this meeting. Nobody's coming because everything was very flat. But then God started to revive the people. And the week they were going to close it. Two more people actually came and they thought, well, we can't close it this week. We'll we'll leave it another week or two. And then more people came and more people came. And then God started to to save, to rescue people in their hearts. People started to believe in Jesus. And across Harris and in Lewis, uh, there was lots of people, whole villages, whole families, who just all of a sudden and all together, they, they started to believe in Jesus and they were saved. And that was God's plan for, for Nineveh. Remember, God said to Jonah at the very beginning, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to bring the message that I'm going to give you to that people. And Jonah said, I don't like Nineveh. I don't like the people. I don't want to go. Then now after all this stuff that's happened, Jonah, he, he, he goes to Nineveh. Well, God says to him, I want you, Jonah, to go to Nineveh. Do the thing I asked you to do in the first place. And God wanted to use Jonah to bring a revival, to use his power to go through Nineveh. So, uh, John, Rory, I think you're going to read the last uh, of the readings.
2: Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh, and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God.
0: Thanks, Shabradi. Stay there the same. So you're not shy. So, the Ninevites believed God. The message was, in 40 days, Nineveh is going to be overturned. But they believed God, and they repented, didn't they? Yeah. And so what happened? Because, tell us what happened, you, you know, in Sunday school. Uh, was Nineveh overturned? Were all the people wiped out?
2: Um. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. They were not. They were saved. Thanks, you're already. You can sit down. Thanks for doing that. Do you know, boys and girls, how many people were saved in Nineveh? You know, we talk about a revival and there can be hundreds of people who are saved in a place. How many people were saved in Nineveh at the one time? How many people believed in God at the one time? Guess. Give me a few guesses. Daniel. 50,000? Good guess, higher. <coughs> Lois? Good guess, higher. Um, Ellie? 130,000, just a wee bit lower. There's about 120,000 people. <coughs> Can you imagine that? One day the city it, it's so dark and nobody's interested in God, and everybody's doing their own thing, and they're going their own way, and then the message comes from Jonah, and it's not a very encouraging message, it's a warning message. And they hear, and they believe, and like the prime minister of the place says, right everybody, I want you to listen to this message. We need to turn from the way that we've been living. We need to trust in God. And 120,000 people were saved. And God used Jonah to do that. Now was Jonah perfect? No, he was far from perfect, wasn't he? Before God used him, he wasn't very perfect. So he ended up in the in the sea and in the whale, or the big fish even. And after God used Jonah, he wasn't perfect either. And that's in chapter four, and we're not going there today. But the thing is, Jonah disobeyed God, but God gave him another chance and God used Jonah even though he wasn't very perfect in this great revival and the message for us is that God can use us boys and girls listen to me just for the last 1 minute cuz this is important <laughs> do you know God can use you if you believe in him if you trust in Jesus then God can use every one of you. And you might say, oh, I'm a bit young. God can use people who are young. Others on this side might say, I'm a bit old. God can use people who are old. And you might say, well, I've done things that I shouldn't have done. Sometimes I lose my temper and I've said things I shouldn't have said. So had Jonah. God can still use you. So I want to just encourage all of us To believe that even though we're not perfect, the same God who used Jonah, if we're willing, he'll use us. The same God who saved 120,000 people uh, in one day can still do that here. You know, you have some friends at school and they might say, I don't believe in that thing about God. I'm not going to church. I don't believe any of that stuff. But if you tell them about Jesus and if they can see Jesus in you, God can use you to reach them. And for the older ones, it's the same thing in your work, your families. As so we trust in Jesus as we tell people about Jesus, as we try to live close to Jesus, even though we're not perfect and we never will be in this world. God can still use us. He loved Nineveh. He loves Tarbert. He loves us. And he wants to save. So let's be encouraged by Jonah. And let's pray that God uh, will do a work of revival here as he did there. So let's just have a very short prayer just now. <coughs> Lord, we thank you for the message of Jonah. We thank you that although uh, he was a rebel, uh, as he repented, you rescued him. And you used him uh, in the biggest revival in all of the Bible. And we pray that you would be working in our lives. We know that we are rebels, all of us sin. Please take our sin away, we ask. Help us to be repenting every day. And we ask, Lord, that you would save us, that you would revive us, and that you would use us to reach the people that we love, to tell them about Jesus. And for the boys and girls especially, thank you that they're some of the best evangelists that we have here. Thank you for the way that they tell their friends about Jesus and tell their friends to come along to Jam and to connect and uh, to all these things. We pray that you would work in the school. We pray that you would work in our families. We pray that you would work in this place as you did in the and bring many, many people uh, to uh, salvation, which comes to the Lord Jesus. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you, boys and girls, for listening so well. Uh, we... and Gordon's
1: going to now just pray for
0: all the young ones. You can come up here.
1: Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for each one of these young ones that you have blessed us with. And we recognise, Heavenly Father, with great blessing comes great responsibility as we pray for them, as we seek to nurture them in the church. As parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, as teachers here in the Sunday School and Youth Fellowship leaders, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would equip each one of us to be able to bring up these children to know and to love you. Our heart's desire for them is that they would remember their Creator in the days of their youth. That, Heavenly Father, that as they grow, that they would grow to know and to love you, That they would recognise, Heavenly Father, that you sent your son Jesus to rescue each and every one of them from a world of sin. And that, Heavenly Father, that as seeds are sown into their lives, as these seeds are watered through prayer, that each one of them, Heavenly Father, would, according to your time and according to your purpose, come before you and recognise that you are their Lord and that you are their Saviour. We thank you that you have a plan for each and every one of them. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would mould them, that you would shape them, that you would use us, each one of us in that, as we have heard this morning that, Heavenly Father, we are not too young and we are not too old. For, Heavenly Father, we can come and we can pray to you. So we pray that you would guide us as a congregation. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that is done for the young ones here, the Sunday school, the creche, the Little fishes. Jam, connect and rooted and digging deeper. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as the children come, that they would learn more of you and that each one of them, Heavenly Father, that they would recognise that you love them, that you care for them, and that your arms are wide open seeking to receive them. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we seek to build here, that you would help us, Heavenly Father, in laying a solid foundation for these children, And that, Heavenly Father, that as each one of us seeks to build into their lives, that they would grow, Heavenly Father, and this church would indeed flourish under the preaching of your word and the worship of your name. And that, Heavenly Father, that we would indeed know what it is to stand firm on the truth of your Bible that you have given us to guide us in how we may glorify and enjoy you forever. So we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for our children again. And we pray that you would bless them, that you would guide them, that you would help them to grow in you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.